Greetings and a warm welcome to this International Online Sunday Service. We are grateful to the Lord for giving us this wonderful day in which He has prepared a marvelous package for all of us, even as we continue to delve into the subject matter, prophetic timeline, end of the age, and this Sunday is the fourth part of that series. We invite you now, even as we begin, to subscribe and click on the notification icon and make sure that each and every moment you are connected to this channel. And every single time the Lord has a special message for you, you are ready and on point and you receive the notification to be able to stream that service here on this YouTube channel. My name is Pastor Kuramba, joined by Pastor Chikuni. In a few moments, we'll be hailing the presence of the great prophet. And God, shalom. Always wonderful to be here. Thank you, Pastor Kuramba. We're coming out of a wonderful Wednesday service. Indeed, question, a wonderful question and answer. What an opportunity mm. where we get to hear the perspective of our father, our father's opinion regarding what is taking place right now. And obviously, having that opportunity where we stop our father and we say, no, we need to understand this mm. better. We need to understand this better and enlightening us along the way. It was a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. Absolutely necessary because. This is a subject matter, eschatology. It's been looked into by droves and droves of uh, clergymen. And there are many, many interpretations of what certain scriptures mean. And the necessity is there. And he has brought so much clarity and light to this area. And even areas where some thought, well, this scripture means exactly this. After revelation and insight from our Father, you then realize, okay, this is what it means. And this is where we're going. This is where we're at. And we're, be we're being given dates and precise times and we're following and calculations. And so it becomes very clear and all the confusion is, is dissolved and nullified. You know where we're coming from? We have had so much information floating around and... That information has led us to believe in certain things. And when our Father is coming to bring clarity and teach us and make us understand what it is that we are going through and also interpreting scripture at the same time. Obviously, when the voice does it, it does it in his own way. He allows scripture to interpret scripture and give us understanding. And one of the unique things that our Father did during the Wednesday service was to express that this is my particular opinion. But I'll get you to a point where scripture gives you its own opinion and we await, we await that time where we get to understand when exactly rapture is going to take place, number one. Number two, how long is the church age? Mm -hmm. And we await for our Father to bring clarity. Mm -hmm. what, what a way of expressing himself. This is my opinion, but I'll tell you what scripture says. Exactly. But can we separate the two? According to the understanding that we have now and what we've seen with our eyes and what we've heard with our ears, only scripture can divulge scripture to, to that degree. There's a dimension of the interpretation of scripture that you can always understand that this is God speaking to us. This is the word interpreting the word. This is the word giving us the word. So we have the voice. What can we do? 
We have to allow the voice to give us the word. Indeed, indeed. If you're joining us for the first time, please take these next couple of seconds to subscribe to this channel. It's Make important. sure that you are connected to this particular outstanding grace. So even as we're preparing and getting ready to receive the prophet of God, make sure that you are connected to what is happening now by pressing the notification button and sharing this stream to your loved ones, to as many people as possible. Let them know this very particular special message is about to be delivered by the prophet this morning. Also those that are tagged in Facebook, mm. please encourage your friends, your relatives that are on Facebook right now to come to the YouTube channel and make sure they get to hear what you're partaking of. As we partake in this experience, the interpretation of the word by our father, the voice, it's always good for everybody to be watching. Yes, yes, wonderful. Now, allow us to introduce the prophet now. Greetings, our father. Thank you, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, father, for the pictorial teachings and lectures. Um, we really feel like we are back back at school. Uh, <laughs> and you've broken it down so simply, and we are following each step of the way. We are thankful for allowing us a moment uh, this Wednesday to give you our questions. Sure. And as we were going through the questions, Father, we realized that the majority of them were individuals asking about the rapture, <laughs> wanting to know when is it going to happen. And uh, you promised you will address that. So we're grateful, Father, for this information. Now, finally, light is coming to this area of, of darkness. Uh, many of us would go through our walk with the Lord. And this is one of those daunting areas that you just don't want to get into. And you're wondering, when am I ever going to understand these matters? But finally, now, the revelator is giving light to the mysteries. So thank you so much, Father. Thank you for helping so us. So glad to be here. Father, we thank you for such an awesome moment. Thank you for letting us have this opportunity where we come and we receive from your hand. And we believe that we are going to be improved. And thank you for your presence that is always present with us. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit who is here to guide and to enlighten our minds and our understanding. And we pray that even as we get into this subject, you will guide us through in Jesus' name. All right. Um, like you said, and I'm sure on Wednesday, in as much as we um, addressed only one question, we also considered uh, how many people that had also asked that same question. So basically we answered quite a lot of people Indeed. that asked the same question. And we'll keep on having uh, such times together. Um, but if uh, you notice most of the questions that are coming in, um, contained in the messages that are coming. So we'll see how we can go about it. But as I promised last Sunday, that we are going to be having our teaching from the book of uh, Daniel chapter number seven. 
And I hope you manage to go through the entire chapter, which is a smart thing to do. Whenever you hear that uh, next week, we are dealing with this passage of scripture. If you're a good student, straight away, uh, you focus on that same passage of scripture throughout the week so that when we then get into the teaching, we spend much of our time on explaining what you'd have read during the week. Mm. It's, it's not a, a wise thing for you to be seeing and going through the text uh, the same time that you're trying to understand it. Especially given the fact that you were, you were told actually that it's chapter number seven. Anyway, for the sake of those who didn't manage to uh, read their Bibles during the week, we are going to help you do so. Chapter number seven of the book of Daniel. Yes, we are dealing with the end time events. And this subject is going to become even much more interesting, uh, especially when we get to the latter time events. Majority of what we are touching on right now has to do with history. Okay. Yes. You will find it more interesting, even those that are might be sleeping during our teachings. They will wake up when we get there. So we are yet to touch on events that are coming. We are yet to uh, get there. But so just be patient with me because we have to approach that area cautiously and slowly and considering our brothers and sisters who might have not yet come across uh, this kind of uh, subject. You have to bear with me, please. Um, chapter seven, we are looking at uh, a dream. We have a vision that uh, Daniel, in this case, had is not the king of Babylon having a dream and Daniel having to come and, and interpret it for him. Now this is something very personal. It's the man himself during the night. He sees what he, he saw. And the good thing about the vision he had is that you have both the vision and the interpretation of that same vision mm. in the same chapter. So I wouldn't want you people to worry so much about the meaning. Even the interpretation that I'm going to give you is not a personal interpretation of what Daniel saw. The interpretation is actually there. So it's, it's not out of a deep revelation that we get to know the meaning. <laughs> Daniel got the interpretation, so that's what we're basically going to be extracting from, from scripture uh, as we study 
the history that was once the future. And then we'll get into the future and see what is coming. Because indeed something is coming. Thank you. Chapter 7 of the book of Daniel. Pastors, you are going to help us go through some texts. Let's go to the book of Daniel chapter number 7. Verse number one. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Every prophet had his own secretary so that whatever, even if you look at Jeremiah, he had his secretary who would write things for him. So all you do as a prophet is to see and you give interpretation to the things that you would have seen in the spirit and then you need somebody else to do the job for you. So, um, this is happening during the first year of the reign of the king Belshazzar, mm. who was the king of Babylon. So, this is Daniel's vision. Uh-huh. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, mm. and behold, four winds of the heaven. So this is somebody else who is doing it on behalf of Daniel, as much as the Bible says, and Daniel wrote. Mm. Yes, but if you listen to the way that the dream gets explained, you notice probably it wasn't really him mm. writing and saying, Daniel saw. Mm. Okay, right, move on. Behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. That's verse what? Verse 2. Okay, read verse 2 again. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. I think it would be nice if we can just go through it and then we come back slowly and then I'll be letting you know of what is transpiring there. Mm -hmm. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. And a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side. 
and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, they came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in his horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld, even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory, and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by, and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me, and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom, and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, 
and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints, and prevailed against them, until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down, and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times, and the dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominions shall serve and obey him, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Hmm. All right, this uh, subject, this topic on beasts that came out of the sea, it's not an interesting area to most people, because they find it rather bizarre and uh, very confusing. In as much as people uh, love the prophetic, not when it is presented in that manner. But uh, obviously there is something that God wants his people to know and to understand, especially when you're living in such a time as this. Now, slowly, we are going to look into the vision and see what we can learn out of that. Remember, this is not a novice. This is not a, a new guy in, in the block. Daniel is a seasoned prophet. He is a mature prophet. He's been doing this for all his time. This is what he knows to do best. He sees into the spirit. And he's a man who is known for uh, dissolving doubts, especially given uh, the ability that he already demonstrated in chapter number two, where even though the dream wasn't his, but still being able to extract it from the realm of the spirit and you dream the dream. Mm. And they shall dream dreams. And he dreamt the dream that the king had dreamt and he saw it. And it never ended there. He managed to 
attach the meaning, the interpretation of the dream to the dream that wasn't his. How about when it is now him having the dream? You obviously expect some wonderful things to come out of that. It's an interesting uh, chapter. Yes, 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 it is. Chapter number seven. So, slowly, you start from verse number two. Give up. Okay. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, <laughs> the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. That is what started in the vision. He saw that there was the coming together of four different winds from the four corners of the earth. And these winds then converged and they met in a place. And where they met, there was the great sea. And right at this Mediterranean Sea that he saw, once you have the wind coming against it, that meeting place of the wind becomes a storm. You expect some serious waves mm. right there. So I want you to picture what the man saw. This is a violent incident that you're observing right now. Winds coming together and the sea that was once calm became violent. Before we get to know the meaning of the sea or the meaning of the water, what the water represents. You must take note of the coming together of the four winds. Whatever the waters represent, the waters are not in a good state before we talk of what then came out mm. of the troubled waters. Mm. There was need for something to um, agitate the sea, to steer up the waters. And as a result of that storm, then the beasts came out. Now, already you have a picture of chaos you have a picture of violence. That's not a calm sea, that's a violent sea. Having four winds from four different directions coming in one place, imagine, imagine what happens to the water. So it's a violent situation. It's a chaotic environment that led into the emergence of these beasts that were different from each other. Now, before we consider what came out of the water, right from the beginning, it is important that we understand the meaning 
of all these images, pictures that Daniel the prophet saw. You said he saw what? Verse 2. The four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. They strove, strove, they strove upon the great sea. The great sea, yes. And four great beasts came up from the sea. That's what came up out of the sea because of the wind that strove over the surface of the waters. Mm. Uh -huh. Diverse one from another. They were so different. Ah. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Now, I want us to look at um, Revelation chapter number 17. Maybe you can read verse number 12. Then you skip and read verse number 15. And the ten horns which thou sawest. This is an interpretation given to John in the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ. He had seen similar visions, similar beasts also coming out of the sea. So there are some similarities. We'll get to the book of Revelation. I'm trying to spare that. Thank you. Okay. But let's look at uh, the interpretation of what he saw, the meaning. And the, and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings. The ten horns are what? Ten, ten kings. kings, yes. Which have received no kingdom as yet. As yet. They are yet to receive their kingdom. But receive power as kings one hour with the beast. They will receive power so that they will be kings for an hour with the beast. Uh -huh. Verse 15. And he said unto me, the waters which thou sawest. Verse number 15 now. The waters that you have seen. Where the whore, where the whore sitteth. Mm -hmm. Are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. What are what? Peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. So already we are getting an interpretation of the water, what the water represents. So back to the book of Daniel, okay? Chapter number seven and verse number two. What we see happening are the four winds coming together and they strove over the great sea, the water. And out of the water came out what? The beasts. Okay. So,
we do have right here the four beasts that came out of the water. And by the beasts coming out of the water, right, don't, don't forget this because this is something that you're supposed to be able to explain to your friends. Okay? We now have an understanding that whatever happened that made the beasts to come out of the water, it's something that happened upon nations, mm -hmm. upon people, upon uh, people of different languages. The wind, there must have been something happening over nations that made the beasts to come out, mm. not of the water. Because now we know from the book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse number 15, the waters that you saw are people, tongues, languages. Okay. Yes. So when we go back to chapter number uh, seven of the book of Daniel, and then we see beasts coming out of the Great Sea, that's out of the water, that's out of nations. Okay. Yes. So we are not going to expect any beast to come out of the Mediterranean Sea mm -hmm. or the Indian Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, yes. Whatever that we see coming out of the water, our focus now has to be nations. Okay. So there is a reason why prophets had to prophesy in this manner. Because most of the prophecies that they would give during that time were actually against kingdoms that were prevailing at that time. And they wouldn't want themselves to be threatened by a word or a vision or whatever the case. They would quickly destroy the prophet and even destroy his prophecy. So what was smart for them to do, even God himself would bring visions to his prophet in a manner that would then require an interpretation first, so that the prophecy is preserved, and in the process, the prophet himself is also preserved. So there is a reason why uh, God is doing this. When you look at different, you are not looking at something completely new. Every nation, even as we speak, has an animal, that is a symbol of that uh, nation. Yes. You look at the Americans, yes. theirs is an eagle. China is the dragon. Yes. Am I right on that You're one? You're right, Father. <laughs> okay. The British, they have the lion. Some nations, they are represented by birds mm. and so on. Mm, mm, mm. So what we're witnessing now coming out of the sea it is something that is coming out of the people. So we are not going to be witnessing strange beasts here. Mm. These are kingdoms that are going to be coming out of different nations as a result of chaos. There are disasters that are going to happen, that are going to... Um, 
compel nations to come up with systems and personalities. So, looking at those beasts, unfortunately, the one behind is a little bit uh, dark, but these are four great beasts that came out of the sea, the water, the people, as the four winds of the earth strove over the water, which means over the nations. There's going to be a movement of spirits which is so strange where we are going to have chaos on the face of the earth. It has been there before. It will continue the convergence of winds, the movement of spirits, which will then result in kings coming up, kingdoms emerging from nations. But it takes a spiritual person to know because physical people, they wait until they have the arrival of a physical king. But prophets are spiritual enough to know what actually led into the introduction of a king that is coming. Mm -hmm. There are winds involved before you can see the establishment of a system that is physical on the earth. There must have been a movement of some spirits first before a kingdom arises. So, we are reading from Revelation chapter number 17, verse number 15, and now we know, going back to the book of Daniel, we know where the beasts are coming from. It is never from the sea. It is from the people. In case you are privileged one of these days to come across a prophet who tells you there is a disease from the sea. Okay, let's move on. I want us to look at uh, what he's, he begins to see now. What is it that then came out of the water that came out of nations as a result of chaos? You look at all these kingdoms that came right from Babylon. It was after conflict. They would take over as a result of conflict and right. confrontation. Right. You wouldn't have a beast coming up when the seas were cow. Mm. There was a need for chaos first before the emergence of any kingdom. So he sees four beasts that you are looking at right now coming out of the sea. Yes. Verse 3. And four great beasts came up from the sea, mm. diverse, mm. one from another. Mm. The first was like a lion mm. and had eagle's wings. That's the lion there that you see that came out of the water and it had the wings of an eagle. Do you know that from that time right up to now, you see, that has always been the symbol for the Babylonians, okay? They had a lion mm. which had the wings of an eagle. Mm. 
Mm. Now, this is the first creature that he saw coming out of the water. Not because it was the first uh, kingdom to reign. There are several other kingdoms that came before the Babylonians came. Take note of that. Mm. But Daniel is prophesying from where he was. He sees from where he stands. Starting with the kingdom because he's under the Babylonian care. That's where he is. So he's seeing and he's dreaming and he's prophesying from Babylon. So he's prophesying from the head. Lest you forget, we had Daniel chapter number two, where the king had a dream and what he saw was an image. And this is Daniel chapter two. Then I gave you the interpretation according to how it was given to Daniel by the angel of God, that the head of God was the Babylonian uh, empire, followed by the silver, followed by brass, followed by iron, and then iron mixed with clay. So you're looking again at the chapter that we have already worked on, which is chapter number two. But here comes another vision which is similar to the dream that the king of Babylon had in chapter two. This is now chapter seven, but now this is the prophet himself. Now he goes on to explain that he saw according to the interpretation that we read because the man that was standing nearby where Daniel went to and then he asked him what is the meaning of these creatures? He was told that these are kingdoms that are coming. So we have the first beast which came out of the water, coming out of the nation, out of the people. And this one was like unto a great lion, which had eagle's wings. Now he sees this lion, what happens? I beheld. He kept on looking at this creature. Till the wings thereof were plucked. The wings got plucked. So he's talking of a kingdom that is so powerful, powerful enough to destroy and to devour. This is a very vicious creature. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, wings of an eagle were given to this Babylonian kingdom. So you are talking of strength and we are, we are talking of elevation. Mm. 
the height of this kingdom was so immense. It was so serious. So he was the king of the field and also the king of the air. Mm. As represented by a lion and an eagle. If you notice again, as Daniel was interpreting the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had in reference to the head of God, he said to him, you are the king of kings wherever the animals dwell and the birds of the air, they've been given unto you. Ah, that's an interesting thing there. So you have animals and you have birds, right? In chapter number seven, you also have a lion, which is the king of the animals. And also you have the wings of an eagle. So the birds are covered and also the beasts of the fields are also represented there by the lion. So this kingdom was so powerful. So I beheld and I saw till mm. the wings of an eagle got plucked, removed. So this is a demotion, is prophesying concerning the downfall of a kingdom. Mm. I beheld till the wings got removed. Uh -huh. And it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. Mm. And a man's heart was given to it. And a man's heart was given to it. Mm. So he was reduced to an average human being, all the strength of a beast was taken away. The abilities of an eagle was taken away and he was made to stand like a man and a man's heart was given to this creature that was once a creature. It is no longer a creature anymore. Uh -huh. And behold, another beast. Then another beast came. A second. The second beast. Like to a bear. Then I saw another beast that came after the lion. And this was a what? A bear. A bear. And what happened? And it raised up itself on one side. And it had three. Take note of the description of the bear. The bear that I saw that came after the lion had its upper side raised up. Everything there is very important. Uh -huh. And it had three ribs in the mouth of it. It had three ribs in the mouth. Uh -huh. Between the teeth of it. Mm -hmm. And they said thus unto it, mm. Arise, devour much flesh. Mm. After this I beheld, and lo, another. Then after this I beheld, and lo, another. Uh -huh. Like a leopard. Then after this I saw another, which was like a leopard. <laughs> like a leopard. Like, like. a leopard. Uh -huh. Which had upon the back of it, four wings of a fowl. 
Mm. The beast had also four heads. Four wings. Take note of that. And also four what? Four heads. Four heads. And what happened? And dominion was given to it. Again, dominion was given to this leopard. Uh -huh. After this, after I, that, I saw in the night visions and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong, exceeding. This one is different. The fourth beast was so dreadful and it was so terrible. Ah. And it had great iron teeth. Mm. It devoured and brake in pieces. It had great iron teeth, teeth. and it devoured and destroyed in pieces. And stamped the residue mm. with the feet of it. Mm. And it was diverse from all Different the from all the beasts that, that came before it. Yes. And it had ten horns. It had ten horns. I considered the horns. Mm. And behold. So he moved from just observing the beasts. He went on and zoomed in the horns. He wanted to look at the horns and consider the horns. Yes. There came up among them another little horn. Mm. Before whom there were three of mm. the first horns plucked up. So the horn that came... A little horn that came plugged off three other horns. Uh -huh. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man mm. and a mouth speaking great things. Mm. I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit whose garment I beheld, I beheld Till thrones were cast down. And then what he begins to see there is judgment. Right after the last horn that had a mouth had finished speaking. Daniel 2 verse 38, Father. Yes. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven, hath he given into thine hand and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. <laughs> In explaining the head of gold, he went on to talk about animals mm. in the field and also birds in the air. You compare that to Daniel chapter number seven. Yes, Father. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in reference to the same kingdom. So we have to put here, um, let's have the, the image that he saw in chapter number two, the king of Babylon. And then here he comes and he says, you are that head. And then in chapter number seven, we have the, the lion, let's put it over here. Okay. Yes, and this represents Babylon.
this is the Babylonian Empire. So we have over here, Daniel chapter 2. And here we have Daniel chapter 7. And we are noticing some similarities over what the prophet said in describing the head that was of gold. And this is so amazing. This is so amazing. He beheld till the wings of an eagle got plucked off and he was made to stand and the heart of a man was given to him. Then he still, he kept on looking. And behold, another beast. Then another beast. A second. A second. Like to a bear. Like unto a what? Bear. Unto a bear. Now, let's, let's notice something here. We have a bear. Let's put it over here. We have a bear that took over from what? From the lion. From the lion, which is the what? The Babylonian, the Babylonian kingdom. Now, we want to, to, to observe something here very critical. From the interpretation of the image, we said silver represents what? We said it represents Persians and the Medes. The Medes and the Persians. So in chapter two, the silver, which was the chest, had two arms. And we said two arms represents what? The Medes and the Persians. The Medes and the Persians. That's in chapter two. And in chapter number seven, we have a bear. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the image of the bear, the form, the structure is not the same. There is the other side, the Bible says, you read and you see that it had another of its side raised mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. So read it again. And behold, another beast, uh -huh. the second, the second, like to a bear, like unto a bear, and it raised up itself on one side. On one side, the other side of the bear was raised up. Okay. Yes, that goes again to show that there was some notable difference of these two empires. Again, with the silver, we have two hands. The Medes and the Persians and the bear had two different sides to itself. And what is being meant by that is the difference between the Medes and the Persians. If you study your history, you will notice that the Persians were more powerful than the Medes. The, the Persians being led by Cyrus were so strong economically in terms of military, in terms of their intelligence. They were actually in charge in as much as it was a unity of two systems. There was the other part of that system that was raised up like a bear. Two arms that we see over there, the other one is a left hand, the other is a right hand. So the other side is weaker, the other side is stronger. And now we are looking at a bear which is raised up. 
and also the shape of the bear, the other side of it, the upper part, is bigger than the lower. Mm. So it's important that we notice how he sees these images and you compare them to the image that the king of Babylon also saw. Okay, and he kept on looking. Something is happening to the bear. And it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. Remember that the bear had ribs. Three ribs. You see those ribs in the mouth and an instruction was given to the bear. And they said thus unto They said thus unto the bear. Arise. Arise. Devour much flesh. Devour much flesh. Three ribs and an instruction to devour much flesh. Now, again, I want you to see history has it again that the Medes and the Persians, all the fame that they have, they conquered generally. They conquered three major regions. Mm -hmm. In this case, we see them coming after the head. It means they came and they conquered the Babylonian Empire. So we have the Babylonians. And we also have Lydia. And we have Egypt. And these three are major in history, which also points out to the three ribs that we see in the mouth of the bear, which was raised up. Now the Medes and the Persians, they overcame the Babylonians, Lydia, and also the Egyptian empire was defeated also by the Medes and the Persians. So, we are looking at everything that we are seeing in that image has an interpretation according to what then Daniel got from the angel of the Lord. Keep on reading. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. I beheld and Lo, another. Another. Like a leopard. Like a what? Leopard. Like a what? Leopard. Like a leopard. Uh-huh. Which had upon the back Let's of put it, it over here. Uh-huh. Four wings of a fowl. I saw a leopard which had four wings. Like a? Fowl. Like a fowl. Uh-huh. The beast had also four heads. And the beast had what? Four heads. Four heads. And dominion was given to it. And dominion was given to it. Uh -huh. After this. After this. And now we know according to the interpretation of the image in chapter number two. That this is in reference to what? Greece. Greece. Dominion was given to Greece. We know how 
Alexander came. Over here in the future, we are going to put again chapter number eight. All right? We'll place it somewhere over here. Because there are again some similarities. I want you to finish first and then we'll come back to Greece and then we'll look at the last uh, beast. After this, I saw in the night visions mm. and behold a fourth beast. A fourth beast. Red. So the last beast was the fourth. Yes, he didn't see five. Mm. He saw four. four. Okay. Now he's looking at the fourth beast. Yes. Dreadful and terrible mm -hmm. and strong exceedingly. Mm -hmm. And it had great iron teeth. Let's move it to where the iron is. Mm. Okay. You put it over here. That's exactly where we have the iron. Mm. Compare that to the image in chapter number two again. Verse 14, chapter two. Uh -huh. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. As iron. Now we go back to chapter number seven. Mm. We see this great and dreadful beast, which is the fourth one. Mm. Uh-huh was strong exceedingly, mm -hmm. and it had great iron teeth. It had iron teeth. We see the same metal again on the fourth beast. Uh -huh. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. That's how the Roman Empire destroyed all the kingdoms that came before it. The Babylonians and the Medes and the Persians and even Greece. We'll look into that in detail. But I want you to take note of something that is so outstanding about this dreadful beast. Uh -huh. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. Mm -hmm. And it had... Ten horns. It had what? Ten horns. Ten horns. I want you to notice that if you are even to turn this beast upside down, what you're going to have are the ten toes hmm. from chapter number two. Wow. So, if that's the case, it means we have this last fourth beast. And whatever happens after the fourth beast, it's not another new kingdom. It's an extension. It's a revival of the same kingdom. Just like we see this particular section here, here, over here, which is of, which is of iron. And we have the beast over here with iron teeth. And down here, we have the, the toes. Ten toes. Mm -hmm. And over here we have ten horns. Now, as this kingdom here goes down, it gets revived. There's going to be a dark age in between that, that actually occurred. Mm. And we know when you study history that the dark age that once took place on the face of the earth was at a time when the church and the state had a union. There was a marriage between the two. That's the time that the church got persecuted and every script, they tried by all means to destroy every vision. 
everything to do with God during that time. And by the Bible refers to that as idolatry. Mm. When the two are in good books and they are walking together, when the state starts telling the church what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, what is important here is to consider This is the time that Jesus came. He came during the Roman Empire era. Remember when the decree was given, was given by Augustus Caesar for people to be counted. That census that took place in Luke chapter number two and verse number one. That was under the Roman Empire era. So Jesus is coming at a time until he died. He died in the hands of the uh, Roman soldiers, okay? Everything that you see happening, these were Romans that actually killed, that actually crucified him, okay? So, this kingdom came to an end until a time that is coming where it would have to be revived again. So we are looking at these kingdoms here. Now let's look at um, the Grecian kingdom, which came after the bear which had four wings of a fowl and four heads. Uh Verse six. And after this I beheld, Mm. and lo, another, Mm. like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. Mm. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. And dominion was given? To To it. it. To it. All right. I wanted to go again and you look at uh, chapter number eight. I want you to observe the description again of the ram and also the he god. Daniel chapter eight, verse two. And I saw in a vision, and it came to pass when I saw that I was at Shushan, in the palace, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision, and I was by the river of Ulai. Mm -hmm. Then I lifted up mine eyes Mm -hmm. and saw, Mm -hmm. and behold, there stood before the river a ram. A ram. Yes. Which had what? Which had two horns, Mm. and the two horns were high but one was higher than the other. You see now? Mm. So next time we come here, we are going to place our ram over here. Mm. You, you just have to look at it, how it, it's, it's actually, how it is synchronized. Mm. 
from the two hands, mm -hmm. which is of silver, mm -hmm. and we have the bear, yes. which had two sides. The mm -hmm. other side was raised up. Mm -hmm. And then here we have what? A ram with two horns. With again what? Two horns. Two horns. Mm -hmm. And the other horn was? One was higher than the other. Again. That's in reference to, to the Persians mm -hmm. being led by Cyrus, mm -hmm. which were greater than the Medes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And the higher came up last. It came up last. It was the Medes actually that, that, that started the, 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 the invasion. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I saw the ram pushing westward mm. and northward mm. and southward mm -hmm. so that no beasts might stand before North him. and what? West and what? South. You see, he's referring to three places again. Over there, we also have three ribs again ah. in chapter number seven. Mm -hmm. So we are just comparing. We have Daniel chapter two, Daniel chapter seven, we have Daniel chapter number nine. So next time I'll be putting, the reason why I'm not putting those pictures here today is because we have a lot of explanation to do with regards to those two beasts that he sees in chapter number eight. Because that's where we're going to start describing the Antichrist. Mm. So I'll reserve that for today and then we just write it down and then I'll put some images mm. there next time. But we have the ram, yes? So that no beasts might stand before him, mm. neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand. Mm. But he did according to his will mm. and became great. He became great. And as I was considering, behold, mm. and he goat came from the west. Mm. He goat came from the west. Okay. That's the Grecian empire, the Grecian kingdom, the Grecian invasion coming from the West against the Medes and the Persians. Okay, so we have the he-goat mm. over here. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the description again of the he-goat. And he-goat came from the West mm. on the face of the whole earth mm -hmm. and touched not and the ground. Touched not the ground. It's a god, but it's not touching the ground which means it was flying. Mm. Already you see now, you compare to chapter seven. Yes, the leopard. You see the leopard, it is what? Wings. Four wings. Like a fowl. So leopard is a very fast animal. Mm -hmm. He might have said leopard, maybe it was a cheetah that he saw. Mm. They look alike. Mm -hmm. But on top of the speed of the leopard, there were actually wings on the back of the leopard. Mm -hmm. And that goes to describe the conquest of Alexander the Great, how fast, how swift he would move. At the age of 33, he had accomplished so much. The speed was so terrible. So we see a leopard with wings in chapter number seven, and we also see a he-god, which wasn't touching the ground in its conquest. So the aspect of speed is being revealed in all these uh, 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 creatures that are appearing to, to Daniel. Uh -huh. And the goat had a notable horn. Notable horn. That's mm. in reference to Alexander the Great. Mm. Between his eyes. Uh -huh. And he came to the ram. He came to? The ram. The Medes and the Persians. Yeah. And what? That had two horns. Uh -huh. Which I had seen standing before the river. Yes. And ran into him mm -hmm. in the fury of his power. Yes. 
And I saw him come close unto the ram. Mm. And he was moved with chola against mm. him mm -hmm. and smote the ram and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand. That's the destruction him. of the Medes and the Persians by Alexander. Mm. Yes. But he cast him down to the ground mm. and stamped upon him. Mm. And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Yes. Therefore, the he goat waxed very great. Mm -hmm. And when he was strong, when he was strong, the he goat, what happened? The great horn was broken. That's the death of the first horn. Mm. Alexander the Great himself, he died. Mm. Uh -huh. And for it came up four notable horns. Now we see four mm. notable horns. And in chapter number seven, we see four notable, notable. heads. Yes. So the heads are referring to the kings. Those are four kingdoms. And also with the he God, we see four uh, horns. And that's in reference to four kings. Okay, keep on reading again. The he God. The great horn was broken. Broken. For it came up four notable ones. Four notable ones. After the death of the first one, yes, four notable ones came up. Uh -huh. Toward the four winds. Four of winds. We, again, we have winds. We have... Uh -huh. <laughs> That's it. The <laughs> converging four winds. You, yes. you see, we have again, in chapter number eight, we have the wings. Yes, Father. Wings. That are four. Four heads. Four wings mm. in chapter number seven. The leopard had four heads, four wings. So the four heads are representing the four kings that are going to take over from Alexander. And also the four wings are representing the four directions that these generals are going to occupy. So see how scriptures are lining up from chapter two Chapter 7, chapter 8. And we'll get into chapter 11 of the book of Daniel and we'll also look at chapter 13 of the book of Revelation. Mm. And then we'll, you'll be amazed at the way things are coming out and the preciseness in the prophetic. It's so amazing. Keep on reading. And out of one of them... Out of one of them came forth a little horn. A little horn out of one of them. That one I'm going to work on that mm. next time. But we're lo looking at the, the kingdoms that have been lined up so far, right up to the fourth beast. Yes. Now, I want you to go and let's analyze the fourth beast because Daniel himself, of all these beasts, he chose this one in particular. He wanted to understand forget about the rest of the beasts but he said let me know help me understand the meaning what does this beast represent uh -huh. verse 7 mm. of Daniel chapter 7 mm. after this I saw in the night visions and behold a fourth beast dreadful and terrible mm. and strong exceedingly and it had great iron teeth it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. 
and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. Mm. And it had ten horns. The moment he mentions ten horns of the beast, which again are the ten toes yes, of the image of Nebuchadnezzar, yes, what happens after that? I considered the I horns. I considered the horns, yes. And behold, there came up among them another little horn. They came up among them another little horn. Uh -huh. Before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. Now, this is now he's describing to us the ten kingdoms that are going to come. And this is the revived Roman Empire that is coming where we have ten kingdoms or ten notable kings in Europe that are going to constitute the last governmental order where everything will be dictated from that hierarchy. When we get to that time when we begin to study the ten toes and the ten horns, this is the same last fourth beast mm. with ten horns. But again, we will study in the book of Revelation, chapter number 13, how this horn is going to pluck three other horns. The same thing that we have seen happening again over here mm. in chapter number seven, yes, where we have a little horn that came out and then three horns got plucked up by this one. That's how the Antichrist eventually is going to attain his power and authority over the remaining seven kingdoms when he has destroyed the other three kings or their kingdoms completely. Okay. So what we see happening, it's not going to happen during the... Um, the iron or the metal period, it will have to be during the mixture of iron and clay. That is when we are going to have the 10 kings and 10 kingdoms coming together. And out of those, one horn has to emerge. One king has to emerge and he has to destroy three horns or three kings or three kingdoms and the rest in chapter number 13 you will see them surrendering their kingdoms their power to one world leader who is the antichrist himself now this little horn that you see that was that had a mouth that speaks blasphemous things it goes to show that this horn is unlike the previous horns I wanted to look at the last horn. Just look at the last horn. I considered the horns and behold, mm. there came up among them another little horn mm. before whom there were three of the first horns mm. plucked up yes. by the roots. Yes. And behold, in this horn were eyes. Eyes? Like the eyes of man. Mm. And a mouth speaking great, great things. things. Yes. I beheld till the thrones were cast down. After that one, I beheld till what? The thrones, the thrones were, cast, were down. cast down. The casting down of thrones, this is not in reference to 
the casting down of thrones of the ten kings. No, it is the lowering down of thrones. This is a court proceeding that he sees. Thrones. And then what happens? And the Ancient of Days did sit. And what happened? Whose garment was white as snow, mm -hmm. and the hair of his head like the pure wool. You see, that, that arrangement that you see, you are seeing it right after the last horn. Ten horns, one last horn comes out, destroys three. You now have a world leader, one world ruler. So you're not going to have only one leader, you're going to have one economy, one currency, one system, one government. The rest are there to support that one leader that is coming. It is at that time when thrones were lowered. And I saw the ancient of days. At what time did the stone arrive in chapter number two? Again, we are noticing the appearance of the stone. Yes. At what point? At the mixture of the iron and the clay. And the clay. When you now have the 10 toes, the 10 kings, and those kings are going to have one leader. It is at that time that the stone Jesus himself comes in to take over. And again, in chapter number seven, we are noticing that at the time of the 10 horns and one horn that comes out to take over from the rest of the kings, it is at that time that also thrones were set. And the ancient of days, He's seen by the prophet mm. sitting down, mm. taking over. Mm. And what happens? Keep on reading. His throne was like the fiery flame mm. and his wheels as burning fire. Mm. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Mm. Thousand thousands ministered unto him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set mm. and the books were opened. Mm. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. Now he goes back to the Antichrist, to what was happening at that time of the coming of the Lord. He's describing the second coming there. I beheld even till the beast was slain mm. and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Mm -hmm. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven mm -hmm. and came to the Ancient of Days and they brought him near before him. Mm. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion mm. which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Mm. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body and the visions of my head troubled me. Mm. I came near unto one of them that stood by. Now, he wants to understand. Yes. The truth of all this. Mm. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Mm. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings. 
So now we know in conclusion that the four beasts that he saw are what? Four kings. <laughs> so when you're studying these beasts, what you're studying are kings. You're studying kings. These are kings that came not from the water, but from nations. Starting with the Babylonian king, right up to the last king that is yet to come, the last one. Now he seeks to understand what happens. These are four kings which shall arise out of the earth, mm. but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom who's forever. Going, who's going to reign forever? The, the saints. saints. Yes. Forever, even forever and ever. Ever. Yes. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast. I wanted to understand the fourth beast, probably because he had an understanding of the previous beasts. Wow, okay. Given that he had already interpreted the king's uh, image. Yes. Okay, so he has an understanding. There is something that I, I, didn't, I don't want to share with you from that. <laughs> it's, just for, it's, just, it's just for prophets. Okay, so he knows, but he wants to understand the fourth beast, because to him, it was unlike the others. Yes. Uh -huh. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, mm. which was diverse from all the others, mm. exceeding dreadful, mm. whose teeth were of iron mm. and his nails of brass, mm. which devoured, break in pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. Mm. And of the ten horns that were in his head. If you look at if you look at his look at his feet. Yes, Father. What do you see there? <laughs> ten toes. I wanted to look at his the feet. I wanted to look at the feet. Mm. Look at the feet. Mm. Describe him again. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, mm. which was diverse from all the others. Mm -hmm. Exceeding dreadful, mm. whose teeth were of iron. Teeth was of iron, yes. His nails of brass. Nails was of what? Brass. Nails was of what? Brass. And he comes to stamp. Uh -huh. Which kingdom did they destroy? Ah, Greece. Greece. Yes. Which was of what? Brass. Of brass. Ah. Uh-huh. Which devoured break in pieces and stamped the stamped. With his So you look feet. at the nails there, they are of brass. Hmm. Because of the Grecian kingdom, which is of brass that they had destroyed. Okay? Understood. Understood. So he's trying to describe how the creature is going to arrive. Its first victims is the Grecian empire. Uh-huh. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, mm -hmm. even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake very great things, mm. whose look was more stout than his fellows. So it's different. That one horn, he's not comparing the horn to the other beasts. No, he's comparing one horn to the rest of the horns. He was unlike his friends. And you know what makes this horn unique and different from his friends? It is because of the um, nature of his leadership. This is the first of all the horns that is going to be both 
religious and political. Given the things that he talks about, the first thing, he's a king who takes from other kings and he receives authority and power from other kings, which means this is a political figure. Yes. And then when he opens his mouth, he likes talking about religious things. He talks against, he speaks against God. So don't be surprised in chapter 13 of the book of Revelations, we'll see a world ruler who comes and he demands that he gets worshipped. Everyone has to worship the beast. In as much as we have one president, his focus is not just on politics of the world or economics of the world. He will demand worship. So we have this little horn different. He's unlike his friends because of this character that we see now. He has a dual character. Okay? Now, what happens? I beheld, mm. and the same horn made war with the saints. You see the tribulation? Yes, Father. Now, we'll explain the meaning of the saints again there. He made war with the saints. Uh -huh. And prevailed. He prevailed. Prophetically, that, that is guaranteed. He is going to prevail. There's nothing you can do about that section of scripture. He has already, this is determined. Mm. He is going to prevail. Mm. That one is going to prevail. Mm. Yes. Until the ancient of days came. Till the coming, the second coming, he will prevail against his saints until the second coming. Mm. Only the second coming can stop him from prevailing. Mm. Uh -huh. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. Judgment was given to the saints, not the saints being judged, but judgment is given to the saints to judge. Uh-huh. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Yes. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth. Fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms. Just like the iron was diverse from the previous kingdoms, yes. And shall devour the whole earth mm -hmm. and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. Yes. And the 10 horns out of this kingdom, the 10 horns out of this last kingdom are 10 kings. 10 kings and also we saw the 10 toes. Yes, Father. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the last kingdom again with 10 toes. Here we have the last beast with 10 horns mm -hmm. again. That shall arise. These are 10 kings that shall arise. And another shall rise. Another shall arise after the ten. Mm, this is the little horn. This is the little horn now. Yes. And he shall be diverse from the first. Mm. And he shall subdue three kings. Yes. And he shall speak great words against the Most High mm -hmm. and shall wear out the saints of the Most High mm. and think to change times and laws. Yes. And they shall be given into his hand until a time, a time and times and times and the dividing of, of times. times. A time is one year, times as two years. Uh, a dividing of times is half a year. Okay. That's three and a half years of the great tribulation. The last part of this uh, seven days, which is one week, according to chapter nine of the book of Daniel. 
That is why Jesus calls it the great persecution. The trouble that mankind has never seen because that time was given to him. A time, times, and half a time. In as much as you are going to have him coming right at the beginning of the one week or seven years and then he signs a peace treaty with the Jewish people, that is not when war is going to, to start. War begins in the middle of the week and when the covenant of peace is broken. Then power is given to him to overcome mm -hmm. and to destroy mm -hmm. the tribulation saints that we'll talk about. Okay? So it is during that time that you now have the reign of this horn that speaks blasphemies against the Most High and he weighs out the saints. He will seek to change laws and times. Oh, I'm trying, I have to slow down because now already I'm almost like getting into the future. We want to separate the future from the past. <laughs> but what is happening there? But the judgment shall sit mm. and they shall take away his dominion mm. to consume and to destroy it upon the end, unto the end. Mm. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. That's the, that's the millennium reign. Where we are going to reign, we are going to be in charge and we are going to judge. That's an interesting part. I don't want to get there now. Yes? Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom mm. and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Mm. Hitherto is the end of the matter. This is the end of the matter. Now we are looking at the current position of the church. We are probably somewhere there. Over here. So if we are to talk of rapture, before the establishment of the ten tours or before the establishment of the ten horns. We have to be talking of this region over here. But if it's going to be after the tribulation, then we are talking of rapture happening at this point. 
But if it's before, it has to be over here where we are taken. But notice, there are things that we are going to look at so that we understand the events that are taking place over here. This is where I'm going to spend most of my time. I have a lot of stuff that I need to share with you happening over here. If rapture is to happen before the coming together of these 10 European kingdoms, my advice would be for you to to make sure that you, you don't miss it. Things that we have happening after the rapture, if it is to happen before the last week of Daniel chapter number nine, which is the 70th week. If rapture is to happen before, that is going to become the blessing of the church. What happens after the church is taken is something that you wouldn't want to experience. You would rather read about it and learn about it, but not for you to be here and witness what this little horn is capable of. At this time, what you will experience is the bleeding of the earth. It will bleed. Because people are so thirsty to get to the teaching on rapture. By the time we get to that, probably maybe next Sunday, I'm, I don't know. You will see the importance of not missing that event. You, 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 you are not supposed to be here. When this guy shows up, This guy is not just a physical guy. His approach is somewhat supernatural. His source of influence, his abilities are, he has an understanding of dark statements according to the description that we are going to see as we study him. Where else have you seen a political leader who has such a prophet? Mm. A political leader who has such a prophet 
who does all sorts of miracles that you have never imagined. And the prophet would demand that you worship the little horn, the beast. Where are you going to hide? Because this is not just an intelligent system. This is a prophetic system. Where is the hiding place? If this thing can be escaped, we have to look for that escape and make use of it. I've showed you where we are as the church. Now I'm going to touch, like I promised, chapter eight in detail. And I'll give you a proper description of the Antichrist. How he's going to come into prominence. Events leading to his ascension and the nature of his power and his ability and how he is going to govern this earth and what needs to happen before that. Mm. Because of the time that I've taken today, I think we can pause for a moment and uh, see. I'm not sure whether we, are we supposed to come again on Wednesday? Oh, I think let's 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 wait till Sunday. Mm-hmm. Let's wait till Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, pastors, for having me today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Father. You know, I can't help just but just have this feeling like the Antichrist is coming next week. I think that's the reason why everybody wants to understand when the rapture is taking place. Father, thank you so, so much for this wonderful word. Based on the message that you've just given to us, Father, the interpretation, bringing clarity, Father, I'm amazed at the level at which the prophetic can operate. You look at how Daniel's vision and Nebuchadnezzar's dream fit into becoming one. And you make reference to Revelation 17 and you clarify these particular chapters of the book of Daniel. And we get an interpretation thereof from that point onwards. Father, each and every example, you, I, I got to a point where I was trying to imagine Daniel's understanding. It can only be God bringing us this information now. Because if you, if you try to go by civilization, at that point, you couldn't have somebody line up events and dreams and, 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 and align visions that way, especially considering that it was Nebuchadnezzar who had, who had this dream. You're right. You, it's, it's just amazing how the prophetic operates. Father, I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed. But amazing. you come here, you... you, you you unseal the sealed and, and we, we get to understand these things, Father. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Oh, we thank God. Father, we appreciate you so much. We yeah. are so honored to have you with us. Oh. Thank you for your love. 
Thank you for the mercy oh. showing us all this. We're yeah. so grateful, Father. Oh. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What a marvelous service. Wow. Until we meet again next time. Shalom.